Come on, he's good. Come on, he's good. And I'm not just saying he's good because it sounds good to say he's good. But I'm saying he's good because I experienced his goodness. He is good. And there is none like him. Man, this fits so much, amen, in what God been dealing with me, man, for the past few days on giving thanks. See, the song say, who wouldn't serve a God like this? See, we got to understand, man, that's Thanksgiving in there. Who wouldn't serve a God like this was an individual who recognized God. It was an individual who recognized some things that God was doing who wouldn't serve a God like this. And that's who we have to be. We have to begin to be individuals who recognize God. Amen. We recognize God to the degree that we begin to give him thanks for what it is that he's doing. Because we acknowledge, Brian, that it's him that's doing it. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Tomorrow, I thank him. I'm grateful, man. I'm, I'm grateful. I take not like anything that God does in my life. I often sometimes, man, just sit back, man, and I, and I just think back on where I came from and to where God has me right now. But I acknowledge that it was him. It was him that gives me the right to stand before you all, amen, to be able to release in y'all lives what's been imparted into me. Man, that's a blessing. And I thank God for that. Who first loved me, that I can love him back. Who's teaching me every day how to love him. <laughs> I bless him. I bless him. I want to go to 1 Thessalonians. I only have one scripture that I want to read. Amen. But I'm going to touch on some other things. But, but this is the foundation scripture right here. I want to go to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18. Because I'm, I, I know where we are. Amen. And, and what got us to this place. It all started, amen, even in our leadership. Amen. We're dealing with enthroning Jesus. The more we enthrone him, the more we remain in awe of him. And in doing that, God began to move so mightily, Lord, in us as a people, amen, that there begin now, if you look around the walls, amen, banners, amen, that begins to go up, amen, for us to remember what it is that God's been doing in our midst. And all of this, if you think about it, from January up to now, been done out of passion. It's been done out of passion. It started with passion. Amen. Get into a place where now with that passion, I can offer up a more excellent sacrifice. Amen. That leads to what I want to deal with today, even the giving of thanks. See, I, I, I pray y'all understand. See, the, the, the more excellent sacrifice always gives us access to more excellent ways. See, y'all do know that there's a more excellent way of giving him thanks. Amen. <laughs> there is a more excellent way of giving him thanks beyond what we think giving him thanks is. And that's all I want to deal with today. See, I believe God is about to bring us, amen, into this right here. My God. Where we'll give him thanks in what? Everything. 
Well, we're giving, man, y'all going to get it, amen, by the end of the service. I pray that you have an ear to hear what it is, amen, that God, God is saying. And I know that there's more, amen, that God always wants to say, but I want to deal with Thanksgiving. And I'm going to say this. Don't think that what I'm speaking on of today is the end all. But this plays a major part in our salvation. This plays a major part in everything that God is going to do for the remainder of this year and 2019 and the years beyond. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18. The scripture reads, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything give acknowledgement. Come on. To him who exists in everything. For this is the desire. Come on. The will of God is his desire. For this is the desire of God in Christ Jesus concerning you or in connection with you. The first thing we now, y'all can have a seat. The first thing we now must take out of this passage of scripture is understanding that the giving of thanks is not an option, but it's a charge. It is a charge without the burden of wondering how. How can I give God thanks in the midst of hell? How can I give God thanks when my life is such a mess? How can I give God thanks when I'm in perils and in straits? It is not a charge without the burden of wondering how. It's in the scripture, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. That's your how. In Christ Jesus, concerning you, Elder Johnson, are in connection with you. The putting on of Christ is the putting on of the ability to give him thanks. You don't have to wonder how I can give God thanks in everything. He said, for it is his desire in Christ Jesus concerning you. Putting on Christ gives you the ability to give him thanks. Because giving him thanks is in Christ. The one true God who desires thanksgiving, whose passion, watch this, is the confession of his existence in everything. I'm going to say it again. His confession, oh, sorry, his, whose passion is the confession of his existence in everything. I'm dealing with giving thanks. God's desire for us is to acknowledge him in the good and the bad. His desire is for us to acknowledge him when we're weak and when we're strong. When we go to bed and when we wake up. When we're sick and when we're healed. Whether I'm an elder or a lay member, whether I'm a pastor or a bishop, whether I have a title or not, in everything, give him thanks. So what does it mean to give him thanks? What does giving him thanks look like? I believe the reason why we don't give thanks in everything is because we don't know every way he calls us to give him thanks. <laughs> see, we minimize, man, see, this, this come through 
God dealing with me, showing me some stuff as I begin to operate in some of this stuff, not knowing what was happening until he showed me. And what I'm saying is we got to understand we are still learning his ways. But the reason why we don't give him thanks and everything because we don't understand every way he called us to give him thanks. Right? To give thanks, watch this, is not me only saying thank you, although he desires a thank you. See, if I say give him thanks, over half of the church will stand up and say thank you. But how many understand that's not the only way you give him thanks? <laughs> to give him thanks, man, it's gonna, it ain't even going to make sense. Amen, when you hear, but I promise you it'll make faith. Come on. Thank you, although he desires to thank you. So now, watch this. How would it look? How would it look for an individual, if that was the case, how would it look for an individual who laying up in the bed with an individual that they're not married to, with a hand behind their head, looking up, amen, unto heaven and say, Lord, I thank you. What is he giving God thanks for? If that was the case. How would it look for an individual who spent all their time working, never worshiping God, being wasteful with riotous living, independent living, wasting their time and their money on things, turn right around and say, Lord, I thank you. What are they giving God thanks for if that was the case? Watch this. To give thanks is to give honor. <laughs> It's multiple things. To give thanks is to give honor. Not just to give honor to God, watch this, but to give honor, amen, even to those sent by God. See, when I honor, I'm going to tell y'all why. Because remember what giving thanks is. It's the acknowledgement of his existence. When I honor my leadership, I'm actually giving thanks to God. Anytime I honor leadership, I'm acknowledging the father in my leadership, which in return positions me for the impartation of the life given out of my leadership. That's giving him thanks. <laughs> to give thanks is to submit. To give thanks is confession. Confession is to say what has already been said. When we go out, amen, and we begin to speak the word of God over our lives, amen, and constantly saying that we're actually giving God thanks. That is us. He said give thanks in everything. Well, then there got to be multiple ways of giving him thanks if that's the case. Because the thank you alone can't do that. To give thanks is humility. To give thanks is worship. When we're worshiping together, we're giving him thanks. To give thanks is repentance. When I turn, amen, unto God, I'm actually giving him thanks. Why? Because I acknowledge his existence. Mm. My God. To give thanks is suffering. To give thanks is devotion. To give thanks is prayer. To give thanks is the acknowledging of his existence. So now, watch this. So now while in the bed, <laughs> he is there not to comfort me, but to trouble me to the degree that there is an awakening to where I begin to hate 
what it is that he's hate while laying in the bed with somebody that I'm not married to that begins to overtake me by his presence that causes me to get up, get out, and never look back. Now you just gave him thanks. You just acknowledge his existence in there. So now while spending all of my time working, being wasteful with riotous living, independent living, there begins to be a presence that is so strong that I begin to come to myself. Come on. Recognizing everything I have and work hard for to fill the void in my heart that is being filled as I call upon his name. Now you're giving him thanks. Because you acknowledge his existence. To give thanks is to acknowledge his existence. Thanksgiving makes us God conscious. Or for better terms, causes us to think like God. I was sharing something with Pastor Man, and he, some, some of this stuff, man, you know, come from, man, just that interaction. And to think like God is to think on God. The reason, watch this, because we need to understand why we're supposed to have the mind of Christ. The reason why we must have the mind of Christ is because the mind of Christ is the only mind that can be stayed on God. <laughs> the mind of Christ is the only mind. Thanksgiving is God conscious. To be God conscious is to keep your mind on him. The only mind that can cause us to be stayed on God is the mind of Christ. And with that mind, he will keep us in perfect peace. With that mind, Isaiah 26 and 3, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Those who are thankful offers up a more excellent sacrifice and their singleness of mind out of their trust for the Father causes them to remain in a more excellent peace and experience more excellent ways. A perfect peace is a more excellent peace. To give thanks in everything is a more excellent way of giving him thanks. Have y'all ever noticed that? That there are times where he'll just mention one word and there are times he'll put another word before it. Amen. What he's showing us is there's a more excellent way. So there are times where the scripture talk about peace only, but then there's a time where it says perfect peace. There's a time where the scripture talks about giving him thanks, but then there's a time when the scripture says give him thanks in everything. So now, what happens is there's always progression of his ways in our lives. There will always be progressions of his promises in our lives. There will always be progression of his hand on our lives. Offering up a more excellent sacrifice by way of thanksgiving gives access to a more excellent way of living. It's a more excellent way of seeing. Man, when I give thanks, amen, there's an awareness that I begin to have. You know what awareness is? Man, God bless me. Awareness is insight, right? But watch this. Awareness is insight irregardless of what is insight. Awareness, see man, when you when you begin to be aware, amen, awareness now is insight beyond what I can actually see. It causes me, in other words, 
Awareness causes me to see God in regardless of what I'm looking at right now. Man, and it blessed me because, hey amen, I, I, I remember when God was showing me how even just like a car, it's like when you get something new, hey amen, when you get a car, I don't know if any of y'all ever paid this any attention, if you get a Ford Taurus, <laughs> I'm going to go that route because I got one, if you get a Ford Taurus, hey amen, if that's the first time you had a Ford Taurus, for some strange reason, when you get out there on the road, you begin to notice four Tauruses. You never paid it no attention until you actually got a four Taurus, and now you begin to see it everywhere. <laughs> the person that you've been working with for five years had a Taurus for five years, and you just not recognize, oh, you got a Taurus too. Man, I've been had a Taurus. You became aware of it because you got it. It's the same way with God. Man, when we get the mind of God, amen, we become to get more aware of God. He always been there. He always been in your family. He always been in your children. He always been in your marriage. He always been in your life. You just begin to be more aware of him because you got a renewed mind. My God. Thanksgiving makes us aware. Come on. It gives us a more excellent way of hearing. It gives us a more excellent way of talking. It gives us a more excellent way of thinking. All which are now fruits of renewed spirit of mind. It's the fruit of renewed spirit of mind. It's the inheritance we inherit, amen, in Christ Jesus. The only reason why I live like I live is because I'm in him. And in him, I live, move, and have my being. Come on. In him, I live, move, and have my existence. I'm more conscious of him than what I can see, and because of that, I'm more thankful. Awareness makes us more thankful. But consciousness, which is awareness, is the result of passion. Awareness makes us more thankful but awareness or consciousness is the result of passion. Folks who are passionate is more aware of what the Father is doing, not what Satan wants to do. They begin to be God conscious. To be God conscious is to think like God. And God don't think on what Satan wants to do because he already defeated him. So watch this. Passion proceeds awareness. Awareness brings about thanksgiving and praise. And then thanksgiving and praise, watch this, becomes the beginning of more passion to more awareness, to being more thankful. And it repeats making whatsoever we do pleasing in his sight and in the sight of others. It is the passion of the Father for us to give him thanks in everything. It is the passion of the Father for us to give him thanks out of the passion he has given, given us through the person of Jesus Christ. So now God gives us his only 
begotten son in whom is the ability to continually give him thanks turns right around and allow tests to come, turns right around and allows agony to come, turns right around and allows suffering to come, turns right around and allow increase to come, turns right around and allow fire to come and says, now give me, watch this, the tie off of what I gave you. I hope y'all caught that. Give me the tie off of what I just gave you. Anything God gives us, amen, he wants a tie of it. Oh, boy, I'm about to go somewhere. Anything God gives us, he wants the tie of it. It's a requirement to give him things. It is not an option. Come on. I'm about to shift. I need to shift before I go any further. Amen. Go to Malachi. Because, man, God, when God showed me this, it blessed me. See, you can never deal. Let me say this. God is the beginning and the ending. He's the first and the last. All of that which just was declared unto you all, amen, and that came forth, amen, speaks of the blessing of God. So what I'm about to do is shift for a minute, amen, because you can't deal with the importance of thanksgiving without dealing with the result of being unthankful. Then we'll end it back with his goodness. But this needs to be said, amen, because when we're unthankful, there's something that we're doing that many of us don't recognize we're doing. Go to Malachi 3. This is a very familiar scripture. <laughs> Go to Malachi 3. My, my, my. Come on, 8 and 9. Who know what that is? Come on. How many times we saw that scripture and we only equated it to the giving of money. Man, God, show me something in this. The Bible says, will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me, but you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offering. In that which is mandatory. In that which is free will. In that which I gave you the ability to give and of the remainder. Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. He's talking about thanksgiving that we are required to give and that which we give extra. Can we look at it that way? Can we not see this as money for a minute? Amen. And begin to see this as the giving of the tithe of what he gave you in Christ Jesus. He gave you that. Everything God ever gave man, he required the tithe off of it. He required the tithe off their land. He required the tithe off of their food. He required the tithe off of their animals. Amen. He required the tithe of their time. He always he required the tithe of their money. Everything he gave, he requires a tithe. So now Malachi can't just be looked at as just dealing with, amen, money, but we've got to begin to see it as our thanksgiving. Anytime we are unthankful, we're in. We are called to give unto the Lord. We end up putting ourselves under two curses. He said, ye are cursed with a curse. Then turn around and tell us what happened. Why was that so? He said, because you have robbed me, even the whole nation. Those are two curses. The purpose of the two curses was because of those two. Because we robbed him, 
and the whole nation. One curse due to us robbing God. The second curse due to us robbing the whole nation. He said you are cursed with a curse. When you don't give unto me what is demanded of you to give. He said not only amen are you a robbing me but you robbing even the whole nation. What does it mean to rob God? To rob God is to hold God up. Come on. It's holding him up or to cause a delay. <laughs> it's holding him up or to cause a delay. When God, amen, asks us to give him thanks, it's something that God wants to do. But you know how we do God? We do God like we do our money. God saying, Give me the tenth of what you make. Instead of us giving him the tenth of what we make, we give him time. He said, I ain't nice for time. I want the tithe of your money. When I want the tithe of your time, then you want to give me food. <laughs> I'm trying to help y'all understand. See, when we give what God give us, he want to tithe that. If I gave you thanks, I want thanks. Don't come in here, amen, and just give me this all the time. Don't come in here, amen, and just say, well, I'm here. I didn't ask for that. I asked for thanks. Come on, man. Anytime we refuse to give and offer up a more excellent sacrifice, we cause heaven on earth to be postponed. We cause heaven to be postponed wherein we refuse to give thanksgiving. Whether that be on your job, now heaven is postponed to coming on your job. Whether that's in your home, now you just postpone heaven from coming in on your, in your home. Whether that's in the grocery store, you just postpone heaven from coming to the grocery store for your like of giving him thanks. We cause the blessing belonging to our children to be late or later than a promised time. We cause a delay of the glory falling or spirit moving in our gathering to perform. <laughs> in other words, there are certain times where the service will only get high at a certain point. Heaven's access becomes hindered in your life and also in the lives of those you are called to influence when we rob God or what is his. He said even the whole nation. Ye are cursed with a curse. For ye have robbed me. Even this whole nation. The reason why we can't be single focused people. Or people focused on ourselves. Is because the Lord himself is not a single focused father. God said when you rob me. You rob the nation. For ye have robbed me. Even. The nation is included with God. Stop thinking we can only rob God and not rob people. If you rob God, you rob people. You rob people, you rob God. He said we are inseparable. For ye have robbed me even this whole nation. So now my unthankfulness just put somebody else at gunpoint. What happens, Brian, when you're at gunpoint? There's two things that happens to an individual who is at gunpoint. First of all, fear comes. Yes, 
Secondly, because of that fear, amen, they, they're quiet, they refuse to say anything. Anytime we don't give thanks, we put individuals at gunpoint. Amen. We end up now causing people to keep their mouth closed due to fear. Are y'all starting to see your involvement in the lives of those sitting on the pew next to you? Are y'all starting to see, amen, where God, amen, requires you to partake, amen, in the dual citizenship, even on those on your job? Are y'all starting to understand how what you do affect others? You put them at gunpoint. So now while the service is high, individuals are sitting down next to you because you're sitting down like this. You better not move. And you don't even understand. There are individuals who are not, amen, as strong, amen, and when they don't see you doing anything, they're like, well, shoot, hey. What you actually did in the spirit realm was put a gun to them and say, you better not move. You better not say nothing. You put them at gunpoint. You, instead of becoming a partaker of what God is doing in the glory, you just partake in the prince of the power of the air to suppress the atmosphere. To cause individuals not to be affected by the word of God. Or what God is doing in the atmosphere. Due to your lack of giving thanks. Brother Tracy, I'm telling you. Man, we got to begin to understand the importance of, thank, of being thankful. What happens to folks who are fearful? They can't give things. Man, now, now, see, some of the stuff I'm about to touch on, amen, we, we dealt with in leadership. Leaders, so I know y'all understand where I'm coming from. Those who are fearful are needers. Come on, because we're cultivating a culture. But those, amen, who are fearful are needers. Everything that begins to be need-based. Instead of me giving him thanks, man, I'm just sitting there where I feel like I need some stuff, God. I need you to move right now. God, I need you to move in my life right now. I can't even give him thanks. Only thing I can tell him is what I need. And the truth is, the only reason why I tell him what I need is because I fear what's going to happen if what I need don't come. <laughs> If you don't move now, I fear what's going to happen. God, I need you. And he say in everything, give him thanks. The reason why my cry becomes need-based is because I fear what will happen if things don't change. Needers don't give thanks until after what they fear is no longer before them. Needers don't give thanks until after. What they fear is no longer before them. Tell your neighbor, that's a curse. And it keeps us under the lies of the devil. So now, whoever, because you just submitted yourself, whoever you submit yourself to has a right now to control your members. Go to Romans 6 and 6, I'm going to show you in Scripture. When you submit to that curse, who you submit yourself to has a right to control your members. 
They have a right to control what comes out of your mouth. They have a right to control, amen, the movement of your limbs. They have a right to control how you hear because that's what you submitted to. We have to deal with this. Amen. There got to be repentance. Come on. Knowing this, that our old man knows 6 and 16. I'm sorry, 6 and 16. I just want to show you in scripture, amen, so you understand, amen, that this is the word of God. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves, servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether ascend unto death or obedience unto righteousness. Unthankful people always focus on what they think the enemy is after. I just want to show y'all that. I'm going to say it again. Unthankful people always focus on what they think the enemy is after. What you think the enemy is after is not what he's after. But that's what you're focused on. So they say things like, the enemy ain't going to steal my joy. Come on, we done heard this. The enemy ain't going to steal my peace. The enemy ain't going to stop me from talking to you. Man, what you just did was you actually just forced yourself to do something that you already been freely given to do. You're forcing yourself, amen, to try to live in the peace. You're forcing yourself to live in joy. You've been freely given peace. You've been freely given joy. You've been freely given the right to communicate and to fellowship with your brother and your sister. But instead, you just gave, amen, focus to the enemy and said, well, he ain't going to take this from me, man. You just force yourself. You're forcing yourself now to do what you've been freely given to do. Do y'all understand that Satan don't want your peace? It sounds crazy. Satan, man, we used to say these things, elder. Satan don't want your peace. He don't want your joy. He don't want your house. He don't want your money. He wants you. He wants you. The Bible says he walketh to and fro seeking who? Not what? Do y'all know why Satan don't want your peace? It ain't going to benefit him. He's destined. He can't take what God promised you on. Um, Johnny. He can't. He don't want your joy. It's not going to benefit him. Stop thinking he want these things that's not going to benefit him. He's destined. What he want is you. He wants you to the degree that you kill it. He don't want your peace. His, that peace, that, that belongs to God. Ain't nothing, amen, God gives us that Satan can benefit from. He's destined. He's already written in the book. Whew. My, my, my. What he wants, watch this, what he wants is to make sure you are not found written in the book. What Satan wants to do is devour you. Do y'all understand what devour means? What Satan wants to do is exhaust you. That's what it means to devour. 
He wants to exhaust you. He wants to empty you to the degree you have nothing to give. He wants you to focus so much on things and people and what is happening to the degree you're exhausted. To where even when you're in the midst, you can't give anything. And guess who didn't do it? Satan. He didn't do that. You killed it. He does things to point the finger at us and say, God, they did it. They're blaming me, but they did it. You killed your peace. You killed your joy. You killed that relationship between your brother and your sister. Because you had a choice. What he wants is to make sure you are not found written in the book of life, but instead in the other books. Oh, boy. Man, when I saw this, man, and I got to touch on this, so you can be cast into the same lake of fire he's already destined for. He's already destined. Only thing he wants to do is put you in a place where you go where he goes. He's destined. So I don't want your peace. I don't want your joy because I don't want the peace of God. I'm already tormented. Why do I want to be joyous? You see what I'm saying? I don't want that. What I want is you to spend eternity with me. See, y'all, this is the fruit of being unthankful. I need y'all to understand that this plays a part in this, and we're going to go back. But go to Revelation, because it's blessed me. I need to read this, and I'm going to try not to touch on it. Amen, too long, but I need to touch on, I need to touch on this right here. I need to touch on this, because I know, amen, that there's things that we need to see. Amen, even in dealing with thanksgiving. There's things that we need to see, and we need to begin to see the effect, amen, that we have when we're unthankful. Go to Revelations 20, verses 12 through 15. This is what Satan wants. See, even as I said in the beginning, the giving of thanks is not the end all. Don't get me wrong, but I promise you it plays a major part. I promise you it's important because if it wasn't important, then God wouldn't have said that I turned you over to a reprobate mind due to the fact that you was unthankful. <laughs> due to the fact that you was unthankful, amen, unto him. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books with the S were open. Watch this, and another book was open. Many times we focus on another book, which is the book of life. We focus on our names being taken out of the Lamb's book of life, but we fail to realize that it's being put into another book. Which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. The dead now was judged out of those things which were written in the books, not the book. These are different books he's talking about. Go to verse 13. And the sea gave up the dead. The sea is a book which were in it. And death and hell delivered of the dead which were in them. Those are books. And they were judged every man according to their works. Go to 14. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, 15. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Those who are not found written in the book of life. Satan wants to take you out of the book of life. To put you in the books that belongs to the dead. The sea is a book. 
Hell is a book. Death is a book. He said the books. The books at the day of judgment speaks of the bondages that men and women became accustomed to due to their unthankfulness unto God by way of Jesus, who is that way out of darkness. Come on. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. The sea is the world. Being worldly minded. The Bible says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. When there is no love of the Father, there is no giving thanks in everything or seeing him in everything. Instead, the world system gets your praise. And if you die in that state, your name is in that book. Because what he gave to us to give to him, we give it to the world. Love not the world, not the things of the world. So now, when he should be getting thanks, we think of Oprah. We think of these individuals who write these books and send out these movies, and we say, man, that book really blessed me, man. Man, this right here really blessed me. What about God? What did God do? What is God doing? Your name is in the book of the sea where you have given your love and your time and your praise unto the world. And death and hell delivered up the dead which are in them. Death speaks of the separation that took place in time due to the refusal of repentance that continue even to your due time. Those who are separated from God in time and never repent in your due time, you remain in a place of separation. That's what death is. So your name is in that book. If there is no repentance, death becomes your inheritance until the day of judgment. Hell speaks of a place in which we all are required to deal with. Come on. Y'all know, but imperative, amen, that we don't stay there. There's something that all of us go through in life, but we are not required to stay there. Our finances may go through a struggle, but we are not, amen, supposed to stay there. Amen, there are times, amen, where we may fall short here and there, but we are not supposed to stay there. Hell is required but it is not imperative that we stay there. If you find yourself beyond, amen, your staying point, amen, your name will be in the book of hell. And all of those books speaks of bondages that keeps us under a curse, causing us to rob God, even the whole nation's. Do y'all understand what we're cultivating here? Man, we're cultivating a culture of givers, not needers. We are cultivating a culture of givers. Those who understand the importance of the charge that was given unto them to give thanks in everything which was given unto us in Christ Jesus. We are cultivating a culture of givers. Those who don't always have to see everything, those who don't always have to understand everything, 
But if you require me to give you thanks and everything, I will give you thanks and everything. Whether it makes sense to me or not. So now, why is that? Go to Malachi 3. Let's go back to Malachi. Why is it important that we embrace the culture that we're cultivating in this house? It's a reason why. 3 and 10. God, I bless you. He said, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. <laughs> man, listen. <laughs> Before I go into Father, man, I heard Pastor out here giving it because I was going to say something now. I ain't going to lie to you. At the very end, I was going to bring up the fact of what happened in prayer this morning. Because when you said it, and I heard you say, man, that was the word of God that blessed me, man. Something leaked in me to hear you talk about the redeeming of the times. And see, and, and I know that it was going to be very key, you know what I'm saying, for that to be said due to the fact that even how God told me to even bring this word forth. Do not bring the curse at the end. Because I'm redeeming some stuff. Make sure they know, but don't bring it at the end. Because I want them to see what I do. <laughs> I want them to see what I redeem. Amen. If they hear in turn. My, my, my. Today, he's redeeming the time of your unthankfulness today. He said, bring, only thing you have to do is just repent and bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Why? Why? That there may be meat in my house. That there may be obedience to the will of God to give thanks in everything. He said that there may be meat in my house. Meat is the obedience or to the will of God. What is the will of God? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you to give thanks in everything. He said bring all the tithes to the storehouse that there may be the obedience to do the will of God in my house, outside of my house, in your house, in your job. Amen. He said that there may be obedience. That there may be that which sustains. That there may be prayer, worship, praise that helps to assist the atmosphere from being hindered from contamination. That there may be meat in my house. He said, I need you, amen, to bring all the tithes. Irregardless of the curse. I'm giving you away from under the curse that you can no longer, amen, be a participant of the prince of the power of the air, but you will be a participant, amen, and now the clearing of the air. Whew. Man, sometimes when God have you saying stuff or even have nothing coming together, he said, man, that the air may begin to be clear. Instead of you partaking in what's contaminating the air, he said, now you can partake in that which is now causing a move in the air. Only thing I need you to do is just bring all the time. Forget about what you didn't bring. Just bring it. Now that you know. <laughs> that there may be that which sustains. There's an atmosphere that God promised us will stay in this house. There's an atmosphere that he promised us that will stay in this house. And each and every one of you have in you the right. Yes, 
to participate, to be a part, amen, of this atmosphere remaining in this house. Bring all the tithes, brother. <laughs> Bring all the tithes. Now I said, oh, 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 see. Bring all the tithes. Bring all of your thanks and everything that there may be that which sustains. Mm, yes, Lord. Now, now, say the Lord of Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Say, now, now, the Lord of Thank you, Lord, that there may be meat in my house. We thank you that there's meat in the house. We thank you that there's an atmosphere, God, that is clear, that will begin to cause men and women, that will begin to cause children, now, 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 see, oh, God, to now hear at the point of hearing the word that transformed lives that there may be meat in my house. You are a partaker. You are a partaker of everything that happens in this house. Either way it goes, you a partaker. Never come in thinking you're not bothering nobody. You a partaker either way you look at it. But you have a right on this day to operate out of the things that was given unto you in Christ Jesus. You have a right, Sister Shannon, to fulfill the desire of God in the giving of thanks in everything. He said that there may be meat in my house. That there may be the working of the spirit. We are the house of God. Of being a preposition, meaning belonging to. Watch this. In other words, we belong to God who is our father. We be in him and his persons which makes us where he is. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. If God's spirit be in us, then so is liberty in us. If that be the case, liberty gives me freedom to do. So in my doing, I release out of me what is in me. Therefore, my freedom frees you to do the exact same thing I'm doing. To bless him at all times. To give him thanks in everything. We've been experiencing atmospheres where those who are free, amen, been releasing freedom on others. The same way I can hold you up is the same way I can cause you to do what you see me doing. That there may be meat in my house. Come on. 
Therefore, my freedom, elder, frees you to do. John, it frees you, man, to do what you see being done before your eyes. Man, the effect that we have on people, we have no idea. There are people who are waiting, amen, on individuals, man, to just bless the Lord. Amen. That come in and say, man, boy, the way they bless the man, you know what? I'm going to bless them. Amen. That's why y'all been seeing, amen, even the word that's been going forth, amen, and the things, amen, that's been being spoken, amen, happening at an instant. We've been seeing that. Why? Because freedom doing that. Freedom makes individuals free to get up out of their seat, to come up to this altar while preaching is going forth and saying, I don't know about y'all, amen, but I heard God, amen, and the freedom that is being released is freeing me right now to come up out of my bondage, to come up out of my fear of what y'all think about me, to come up to this altar, amen, and to bow before God, irregardless of the fact of what you may know about me. My freedom frees you to do. Do y'all understand what that is? Tell your neighbor that's intercession. Man, that's intercession. Intercession is intervention. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's okay. <laughs> Amen. Let me tell y'all something. Because sometimes we take for granted, and I need to say this, and I know I don't have to, but I need to say this. Man, when you honor those that God placed in your life, there are times where God have you in the midst of them. Amen. And there may be things, amen, that you may be thinking on or, you know, may not even have clarity on sometimes, but you know that, man, there got to be something behind this. Amen. And because, amen, of that interaction, God began to make some stuff clear. Amen. See, intercession is intervention with something I got out of just having a conversation with my leader. Amen. And when I heard that, I'm like, man, so that's what that was. That's what that is. Intercession is not just something we do in prayer. And that's what we need to understand. Wherever I am is the ability to fill the gap. Intercession is me standing in the gap. It's because of presence. That not just because of prayer. I'm not just praying in intercession. I am intercession. I am your intervention. I am what's going to connect you back to God. And I ain't being bold. I ain't being cocky. It is what it is. The Old Testament was a shadow of good things to come. The intercession that God told Aaron and Moses to do was Old Testament. But in the New Testament dispensation, I'm just like Christ. I am an intercessor. I am your intervention. I am your way back to the Father. Say, no, 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 We have to change. We have to change the way we're looking at things. 
time the word goes forth, you're getting a mind. You're getting a mindset. Stop, stop thinking this is entertainment. You're actually getting a mindset. You're getting a new way of thinking. You are somebody intervention. And you ain't taken away from God. <laughs> it's the God in you. My, my, my. Oh, God. That's intercession. Say another double C. It's intercession, saints. You need to understand. You need to understand who you are. Intercessory prayer. Now another what we need to understand is it's not, amen, just prayer. You are intercession. Know who you are so that you won't think it's strange when things begin to happen in your midst. It's because of presence. It's the presence of God, amen, that now begins to cause men, amen, to want God. And that presence was on you. If you had not been there, <laughs> the presence would not have came. Although God is everywhere. I'm trying to help y'all to understand something. I am not demeaning God. God is everywhere. But we must begin to understand our dual citizenship, amen, and how he uses us, amen, with his presence. Although God is always there, he still need a body. I still need a body. He could have interceded for Israel himself. But Aaron and Moses, I need y'all to do this so I can show up. We have to begin to understand who we are. There are people that's going to be affected by your presence because you're an intercessor. Because you're an intercessor. Because you are their intervention. So now there are times, and I just experienced this, amen, a couple of weeks ago. And I, and I, I want to share it because it's a testimony of what God is doing. Zaretti, amen, is my witness. Zaretti called me, amen, a couple of Sundays ago. And he, wanted, he needed me to come to his aunt house, amen, to look at her car, to look at the light on her car. Amen. At first, I wasn't sure if I was going to go that day, man, because we had some other things we were doing. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. I went dressed in my work clothes. I didn't have no suit on. I didn't have, you know, I had on my work clothes and I had on a scully. And I went there, amen, and I do what I do. I started looking at the car, and then I just started talking about the Lord, confession. I started giving God thanks by saying what was said. I began to share with them the word that just went forth that day <laughs> concerning giving a more excellent sacrifice. 
and also the importance of thanksgiving. Not knowing that something that was spoken in the atmosphere um, that morning, amen, was actually going to happen right then and there. The man of God was just talking about how our very presence of just being in places was going to convict people to the place where they begin to repent and turn away where we won't have to be sitting there trying to give law, so forth and so on. Amen. He didn't say it in those exact words, but that's what he was saying. So now, amen, I, 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 I'm there. Amen. And Zaretta was like, um, Edwin, he said, man, I'm about to go in the house. It's getting cold because he had just got surgery um, doing. He said, man, I'm about to go in the house. I said, well, man, listen. I said, I want to pray for you. And as he was walking up the steps, I put my hand on his back. His cousin Shine um, grabbed his arm. And then uh, the guy Tommy that came here the other night, he grabbed my arm. And I just began to pray. I wasn't demonstrative. I just, just began to say, Lord, I just thank you, you know, for healing Zaretti's back, you know, so forth and so on. But in the, as doing that, when I got through, Tommy snatched away from me, and he was like, whoo, man, something just went through me just now. He said, man, something just went through me just now. Then he walks off, go by the tree, and say, man, this ain't me. This ain't who I am. I got to stop doing this. Mind you, I said nothing to this man. I never told this man what you're doing right now because he was doing what he was drinking. I said, I never said anything to him concerning his sin. Presence. Presence caused him to see God that convicted him to where he verbally started coming out of his own mouth. Amen. Say, man, this is not me. I, I can't keep doing this. This is not who I am. And I was getting in the truck. And I was like, man, what is happening? So I said, okay. <laughs> so now I go back to him. I said, brother, let me tell you what just happened. I said, what just happened to you was you just experienced presence. And he sat there, man, and he just started pouring his heart out to me. He said, man, I'm coming. And he was here the other night. Come on, that's what God is doing. That's intervention. That's being an intercessor. And all of that was due to me giving thanks. How? Confession. All I did was say what was already said. And because of that, amen, God now began to do something in that man's life. Was any of us expecting that? No. That's a blessing, saints. That's why we have to understand what it is that God is doing. So now, amen, with that being said, amen, when you look back at Malachi, because I'm going to show you what's going to end up happening. Because, see, I dealt with the curse, so now I got to deal with the blessing. I got to deal with the blessing. So now what happens is the blessings that are poured out. Go to Malachi, let's see. If I would not open you up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. So now what happens is the blessings that are poured out on you spills over on those connected to or not connected to you because of presence. That's what happened. It was a blessing of God that was on me that began to spill out on him. The Bible says, watch this, prove me now. <laughs> prove me now. Herewith. In other words, I will thank you proves his existence. Watch this. Those who acknowledge 
His existence demonstrates his existence. That's what it means to prove. Prove me, demonstrate our manifest existence. He said, prove me now. Your very existence, amen, proves me. In other words, you manifest me. When you're thankful, amen, you have the right to manifest me. When you give what is required of you to give, you have a right now to prove me. Not just prove him like God just proved. No, he said you prove me by demonstrating me. You just manifest me before man. He said, if I would not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, whatever, watch this, is poured out can only be poured on those who are under it. Come on, the blessing. I got to go here. Go to Jeremiah 17 and 8. I want to deal with these blessings. So that we can understand what we're benefiting, what we're getting, amen, being under the blessing. See, we understand, Sister Tina, what happens being under the curse. But then what about the blessings, amen, and what we benefit from the blessings? What does those blessings look like? See, the blessing ain't you getting five cars. It ain't you getting the increase on your job. Those things are good, but they ain't the blessing. <laughs> That ain't the blessing because the Bible tells me that they're going to come a time where none of that stuff ain't going to do you no good. That's when the real blessings show up. <laughs> That's when those who are really blessed by God, amen, now begin to be seen before men. Go to Jeremiah 17, a, for he shall be as a tree. These are blessings planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when he cometh, but her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. To bring all the tithes to the storehouse that there may be meat in the house is to trust God with that he has given you, therefore placing you under the sixfold blessing of Jeremiah. When we give Thanks unto God, amen, is the evidence that we trust God, therefore causing us now to receive his riches and glory. These are the blessings of God. He said, for he shall be as a tree planted by the waters. In other words, it speaks of individuals who are always refreshed. No matter where they are, no matter what they're doing, <laughs> they're always refreshed. You will never see them for a long period of time, amen, being frustrated and aggravated, amen, but it's always refreshed. And that spreadeth out her roots by the river. In other words, their stance is due to a hidden or secret worship. It speaks of private devotion. It speaks of them not just waiting to get into a corporate atmosphere. But even in their alone time, they're being devoted unto God. They're still worshiping God. They're still praising God. Amen. It's their roots. Amen. Now that it's spread it out by the river. So now when things come up, they still stand. Because they don't have to wait <laughs> to get in the midst of a people. Amen. Their roots are always spreading. 
under the surface. What you do in secret, I'll reward you openly. Private devotion openly calls God to reward us. How? When things come up in our lives, due to my private devotion, I can still stand. When there's total chaos, my, when there's total chaos, amen, that is going on around me, because of my private worship, I can still stand. Whether people understand it or not, I can still stand. Why? Because my root spreads by the river and shall not see when he comes and speaks of those who are focused on God and God only. They don't recognize the heat or that which should exhaust them. <laughs> They're not focused on the things that should be exhausting them right now. They're not focused on that. They're more focused on God. The Bible says, and they shall not see the heat when it comes. They're not easily distracted by what is happening. Things are happening in people's lives that many of you may not know nothing about. Because those who don't see the heat cometh remain focused on God. So you look at them like, man, they must be always got it going on. No, they just learn how to focus on God. They just learn how to ignore the heat. It's crazy. This just came to me. But even, even in the natural, if you ever focus on the temperature, you feel it. That's just how it is. Focus on the temperature. Watch you feel it. There are times, man, where you ask, man, I, man, it feel good to me, man. It's cold. But that's because you're thinking about the cold. You're focused on the cold, so you feel the cold. Man, it's hot. You know, I don't see how people can deal with it. It's because you focus on the heat. But when you're not focused on it, you don't feel the effect like others do. <laughs> because you're not focused on that. Her leaf shall be green. Her leaf shall be evergreen. Don't matter the season. Don't matter what is happening. Her leaf will still be green. It would never decay. Her leaf would never, amen, change colors. Amen. But it will remain green. Whether that's in the spring, summer, fall, or winter. It speaks of being evergreen. It speaks of being unchanging. Those who don't see the heat coming are focused on God who's unchanging. And if he's unchanging, they're unchanging. See, heat comes, amen, to cause our leaves to change. Y'all do know that heat can cause leaves to change too, right? So when we're focused on God who is unchanging, amen, what happens to us, we become unchanging. God has given us immutability. Immutability is not just the ability not to be mute, but immutability is the ability not to change. When the Bible considers God as immutable, it's considering God as unchanging. 
and we are God's. Shall not be careful in the year of drought. In other words, at the time of drought, they will continue to flourish and prosper because they understand the riches of God. They don't have to try to figure out anything. They don't have to try to figure out how this is going to happen, when that's going to happen. Amen. But they understand the riches of God is ever flowing. Therefore, they can continue to flourish and continue to prosper. Neither shall cease from bearing fruit. Individuals who are thankful, amen, are fruitful individuals. Thankful people can tend to do more than people who ain't thankful. They can be overwhelmed with the same amount of work, same amount of things that, that anybody else does, amen, and still be fruitful. There speaks of fruitful individuals. Not only are they fruitful in the natural, but they're fruitful in the spirit. These are individuals who are always joyous, who are always happy. Amen. Who are always giving God praise. Who are always giving God thanks. Who are always in a place of worship. Why? Because they're thankful. Thanksgiving causes the bearing of our fruit never to cease. You will always bear fruit. You will always bear fruit of the one that you're continuing to look into. Saints, God has called us to a place of giving him thanks in everything. To give him thanks in everything. What has been given to you today, amen, was an understanding, amen, of some ways in which we are to give God thanks. More than just a thank you. But to understand your honor, your praise, your worship, your submission, your humility, amen, all of those plays a part in you giving him thanks. In all things, in everything, give him thanks. God, amen, is calling us to a place where we're continually being thankful. It is not an option, but it's a requirement. It's a charge that we have, amen, to give thanks, amen, can never go out. Giving thanks never go out of style. It never goes out of style. Because giving thanks give God a reason to give. God give that we can give back to him that he can give again. <laughs> the giving of thanks always causes God to continue to give. Come on, let's stand. Let's stand. Let's give God Amen, thanks. And you give God thanks, amen, how you feel the need to give him thanks. Amen, rather that be a thank you, mm. rather that be, amen, you saying, amen, what you heard him already said, mm. rather that be, amen, you, amen, just exalting him, amen, but let us give him thanks. Come on, let us give God, amen, who deserve and who desire thanksgiving, amen, thanks, amen, for he is worthy, mm. for he is worthy mm. of thanksgiving. He is worthy, yes, Lord, of praise in everything. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Give him thanks.
bless the Lord at all times. Let his praise continually be in your mouth. Let there be continually a now praise. Let there be continually a now thanks. In everything, give him thanks. For it is his desire. It is his passion. That we lift up our voices in thanksgiving. We have a charge. We have a charge. We have a charge. We have a charge to give him thanks in everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you even now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for giving us the ability to give you thanks. Oh God, even now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, even now for giving us a right. Lord God, to now give unto you thanks in everything. We thank you that you take away, Lord God, the wondering how. Lord God, and just placing in us, Lord God, the ability to do. Even now in the name of Jesus. We thank you that you have given unto us immutability. Oh God, even now in all things. To bless you at all times. To keep our heads lifted up. Even now in the name of Jesus. To continue to speak. Even that which you have already said unto us. Father we thank you. And we bless you even now in the name of Jesus. That you have given unto us oh God. The right. That you have given unto us what is rightfully ours. Thanksgiving. We thank you, Lord. 